Hi there and welcome back to the latest episode of the Duff Hook Golf Pod. This week we've got something a little different for you as Anthony and I, Neil, spent the weekend camping in Portrush for the Open Championship. We decided to record sound bites throughout the two days which we're going to introduce in instalments. It really was special to witness such a huge Irish sporting moment as Shane Larry strode up the 18th fairway on Sunday. I thought it would be tough to beat the atmosphere on the final day in Paris last year for the Ryder Cup but the sheer noise in Portrush knocked that out of the park. As you may remember in a previous pod, we had been a little bit harsh on Shane and his motivation in the past. And while some of our panel's past comments are a theme of what you're about to hear, unfortunately we'll have to wait a little longer to hear John's thoughts on his win if we can coax him out of retirement. Some of the sound throughout this might be a bit dodgy, so apologies for that, but we hopefully captured some of our emotions and more so our lack of sobriety in some of our later pieces. This first piece was recorded on Friday afternoon in the car park of a service station outside Dundalk while we were making the trip up in the Fox. So Anthony, we're uh, on the way up to Portrush. It's about 10 to 5 on Friday. We're on the way up, so we're about two hours out according to Google Maps. Um, how are you feeling so far? The drive up, the Fox is treating you well? Fox is. It's more spacious than I expected. Yeah, that's good to hear. Um, I'm not even going to ask you to comment on my driving. It might get you to score me. Uh, <laughs> might you hit to score me on the way back? Um, but you know, obviously, we've got a few sleeping bags in the back. We're uh, we're we're a little bit nervous about the camping arrangements, are we? Well, we are very nervous because you're not sure if the tent is already erected. That could be a major, that could a be an major issue, problem. There's a bit of light left in the day. You know, we'd be all right. Could add to the to the story. But how are you feeling about about it other than that? I'm quite nervous because I have a feeling that the temperature could drop a little bit at well, night. We, we were told to bring... You, you brought warm clothes. I have brought warm clothes. Yeah. You brought gloves, hat. I never brought gloves. Did you bring gloves? <laughs> Probably. Oh, God. Yeah. I never thought I'd be needing gloves. I should have said, do you have a torch, though? Yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah. So we're, what's the plan? We get up there, we um, hopefully find our uh, ready-for-us tent, and then we maybe go for a few drinks? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um... Easy way to warm yourself up is a few nice brandies, isn't it? Brandies, okay, right. We'll see about that. Awesome. But uh, I just was checking. We you know we're stopped here at the service station. I checked the leaderboard. Wanted to see how the Irish are doing. Obviously, Shane Lowry is is going well. We'll go to that in a minute. But I do want to spare a thought for Darren Clark, who's just tripled the last. Oh. He needed a five up the last to make the cut, and he tripled. How did you feel? What do you think about that? Um. Oh, Jesus, that's that's that it's is heartbreaking, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But in fairness to him, the 18th is a incredibly difficult hole. I was watching the highlights last night and it was just, it caught McDowell out, it caught McElroy. It hasn't treated the Northern Irish people, the local lads no, well. No, no, but even like, they were hitting, you could see that they were hitting in long irons in yesterday. It was, yeah. It's a tough, tough hole. But today it seems to be playing easy now. Obviously we, we, we don't know because we're not uh, we're not watching it. Um, Before you go, or before we go, um, Shane Lowry, 10 under, leading by two. <sighs> Come on, the big man. Yeah, what would be what would be the one reason why you want Shane Larry to win? Oh, just stick it in John's face. <laughs> just stick it in John's face. Okay, so um, obviously that he's Irish and he's seems like a great lad and all like that. But uh, I I just think I love the way he plays golf though. Like he's real kind of natural and. Do you think he has the ability to? It's very early, like. <clears throat> it's very early, but I think. I think there's a lot of things playing into his hands this week that it's, uh, if you look at the forecast as well, like, so, sorry, it's Lynx. First thing is Lynx. He's got around Lynx. And second thing I'd say that 
Uh, he would probably hope to be in around the lead going into the last day and then for the weather to turn. So I think he would be able to, he'd be well more suited for the, like if the weather is terrible. I remember when he won the Irish Open as an oh, amateur, it was pissing. Yeah, so yeah. The, the worst it gets on uh, Sunday, that could play into his hands. Now, he, fair enough, he could go out and have a mare, but I think if it is bad weather, I think himself, he would cope with it uh, better. It's like Harrington back in the day. Harrington could, and the lads who grew up playing, they could they could cope with the horrendous weather. I don't think I don't think JB Holmes is going to fancy going out in fucking gale force winds. I really hope he's not playing with JB Holmes because JB Holmes is a fucking atrociously slow golfer. Oh, it's painful. I was even watching today, like yeah. seeing him. He he steps over the putt, has a good practice swings, then he gets back and he spends about a minute and a half like going looking at it. I was just yeah. going hit the fucking thing. Right, what would you like? Now, what lead would you like Larry to have? He's he's got four or five holes left now. Does he consolidate? Does he go for it? No, I can solidate. Okay. Can... Two shots is enough. Yeah, I think if he just gets in from where he is, level part, he'll be doing very well. Yeah. Okay. So this next section is from the bar of the camping village. We've just arrived. It took us a while, as you'll hear. We got limited support from the local volunteers, as you'll hear. But we're arrived. We've set our gear in the tent and we're sitting down for a few drinks. So Anto, we've just arrived, um, we're having our one poor pint of Guinness um, in the tent of the village. How are the emotions, how is the feeling? Uh, well, I have to say, firstly the points in Northern Ireland are shit. The directions in Northern Ireland are even worse. The directions to this tent of village was, like I nearly, the fucking, I, nearly I, cried I, in the I car. can understand why the PSNI uh, have a bad reputation with the old... Uh, Four cops, we stopped, yeah. and they told us, aye, aye, that way, aye, that way. No, no, two cops said, jeez, uh, I don't know. I fucking don't know. Yeah. I, I would have thought they would have been briefed at the start of the week to say, this is where the camping village is, this is where... You had to go into... The VIP section, yeah. and uh, ask, ask the guy working. So it's the VIP section for a collection of tickets, so where the VIP guests go in, pick up their uh, tickets. And I went in, and there was a guy standing there, and I said, look, Really sorry, do you know where the um, camping site was? Oh, I do, I do, yeah, we're staying down there, that's where we're staying. So he gave me the exact directions to where it was. He gave me two boozers to stay open until one o'clock in the morning. So uh, fair play to him. I see him, a few points boss. Have, have, have we sailed them yet? It's only nine o'clock now, like we've got four hours left. No. I presume one of them is this one. I'll do all. We'll, 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 make, we'll make that. We spent so many hours in the Fox, so we just had to get, get out of there. I suppose I'm going to, because you're driving home, so I suppose now is the time for you to give me your score out of 10 for our uh, trip up. How about that drive in, as they say? How about that drive in? Um, <laughs> uh, the first thing I want to bring up is we were pulling out of a petrol station after getting the little subway. I knew you were going to bring this one <laughs> And Keeney uh, started driving away, and uh, the old handbrake is on still, so that wasn't that wasn't great. Happens to the best of us. Happens to the best. Uh, coming into the coming into the old uh, service station as well, he forgot what gear he was in. That's true. Uh, but, but, like if you were set, if, if you were to like if I was asked like in terms of your expectations, are you? Did I meet your expectations? Did I? You probably met my expectations. Yeah. What were your expectations? They were low. When, 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 I'm getting in a, when I'm getting in a Volkswagen Fox with two end plates on it, the, the expectations aren't high. Grand. Okay. And how are you feeling with the golf? We, we know tough, tough finish for both Lowry and McElroy. Yeah, I'm glad to see Lowry still up there, though. Oh, yeah, he's still up there. He's tied for I have to say, though, no, I think 
if this is as good as a chance Larry's going to get, like there's not, there's not huge names around him. Phil's gone, Tiger's gone, McElroy's gone. Like uh, Brooks is only the only one really major major contender up there. Yeah, and hopefully he learned from what 2016 in the US Open. So, um, and as I said earlier, I hope it, for if he's still in the lead, I hope it pisses around then. So give him a chance. Before we finish, you see the ten. Are you are you happy? <laughs> it's better than expected. I don't know. Um, the, there's no real air mattress, like I said, on the on the team. But, uh, it's bigger though than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> what the fuck did you think it was going to be? But like the fact that there's that little, it's almost like a porch area. I thought that was quite nice. That's a, little, a nice little yeah. touch. There's a couple of things we forgot though, which would have yeah. been essential. What did yeah. we forget? Um, chairs. Yeah, that would have been nice. A little fold-out chairs. And then um, cans. Cans. Everyone else seems to have. Cans. Everyone else. We might we might take an L trip down to El Daz there tomorrow. Yeah, we will. Any updates there, guys? Please. Okay, so any thoughts for the uh, final thoughts for the night? What are we gonna do? Just sit here and have a few points? <laughs> fucking bananas, yeah. Okay. Fast forward a few hours and we're settling into a very wet tent, uh, and you'll hear that the mood and morale is just a little bit low. And so we've nine percent battery. I'm sure the listeners can hear the. No, I'll, I'll give you a breakdown right now. Okay. So, uh, do you want a breakdown? Go for it. It's surrounded by Nordies. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? Okay, go for it. Fucking freezing. Pissing rain outside of my tents. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with that, though? <laughs> I'm surrounded by Nordies. I'm fucking freezing. Hey, with the Nordies. You obviously have a problem with the Nordies. If yeah. you enjoy your evening. Oh, I had nice points. Yeah, nice points. Uh, it is now very cold. What time is it now? It's like... I'll check my watch. It's 20 20 12. 12? Yeah. Shit, that early. Um, yeah. How was your night now? I really enjoyed it. I thought if I was being critical of the Open Championship and the RNA, it's like they've, they've made a massive deal of the whole camping and the tented village and all that, but like, why close the fucking bar at 11 o'clock? There's no need for that. Would have made that. Don't put us out in Coleraine University and then close the bar at 11 o'clock. That's nonsense. It's close to university. Fuck Coleraine. But, same thing. It's not the same. You, <laughs> Ulster University is obviously better than Coleraine University. Anyway. Is there anything else you'd like to tell us as you uh, finish the half point that we have until we go to bed? Um, I hope it's not raining. Are you warm? <laughs> Are you? No. So, I'm sitting now with my uh, jacket over my knees. Uh, my feet are wet. But life is good. Life is good, yeah. <laughs> so we move on to Saturday morning. We recharged the batteries a little bit. Uh, we got up relatively early, got ourselves to the course, had a bit of a walk around, and we're having here a little bit of a chat. So, Anto, uh, Saturday lunchtime. We're well, two points in. We've had our fish and chips. How are you feeling? 
Are we good? Are we yeah. good? Weather's beautiful. Weather's good, yeah. Did you enjoy uh, this morning? Walking around the course? Yeah. Very tough. Very yeah, tough, yeah. It is. I read earlier on that um, the RNA reckoned that 70 is the score. Yeah, score right. here. It's not going to be not going to be many in the 60s today. They've set up the course pretty tough. Yeah. Um, anything you noticed about the course? Any, anything you wanted to point out? <laughs> Yeah, how, how narrow the first is. I have some sympathy for McElroy. Okay. Yeah. After seeing that, like it was so fucking tight. Yeah. Um, I, I can't remember who I watched in the first. Uh, it was Matt Wallace and a couple of groups. Um, yeah, there was no good scores. So doubles and bogeys, bars seemed to be. Um, Tom Lewis came through and had a four, which is a very good four, but it's a very tough hole. Realised the course was exceptionally tight. Yeah. Then I watched a group uh, that we we agreed that was like myself and yourself out there playing. So okay, explain. So uh, it was Big Bubba. Yeah. Who okay, hits bombs off the tee like myself. And then uh, McElroy hitting the cute little drives. McDowell. McDowell, sorry. Cute little drives, yeah. So yeah, it was interesting the lines that they took on that. Because it was, they were cutting the corner. So Bubba obviously went straight over. Whereas McElroy, or McDowell had to go a little bit to the right. And we were standing just to give you the... Background. We were standing right behind the tee box and we were looking there, so we were waiting for a while. We've seen uh, Molinari yeah. go by and uh, who was he playing with? Coke. 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 Yeah. So they're the first two we've seen, and uh, when the two boys teed off, we were like, oh, Jesus, they're going left. Yeah, anyway. I didn't expect that line at all. <laughs> what's, the, uh, what's the plan for the afternoon? Who are we going to follow? I'm going to follow Ernie Els and uh, Fitzpatrick. Okay. And I suppose around there, there's a good few. Good groups. There's uh, Ricky and Shoffley. Uh, Shoffley, and then there's Justin Thomas as well. All kind of mixed with my outsider bet, Rob McIntyre. <sighs> no, no. Yeah. But he's playing with Thomas, so it could be a good one. I'll look away when he's in. Okay. So we considered cutting the next section, uh, which was done in a pub at about 9 p.m. after us having a fair few points throughout the day, uh, but I think. It's interesting, the topics of conversation. And, you know, we go a little bit into, you know, how Larry's going to be feeling having uh, a four-shot lead going into the next day. So I hope you enjoy it. And apologies if we offend anyone in the process. So I said 70 was a good score. Uh, apparently RNA said that earlier on in the day. Um, that was not the case. Shane Lowry, blew it out of the park, 63. Anthony, tell me, what? how are you feeling? I'm feeling great now. Did I not call that on the way up? I said, Shane, we'll do it. He's the man. He's the man to beat tomorrow. He's obviously the man to beat now. He's four ahead. Yeah. Obviously. But he, he, like, he's reveling in this horrible situation. Do you think he has the balls? I think he's like a bulldog when he's ready to fight. You keep on poking his balls are getting bigger. See him out there. But like he even mentioned it himself in, a, in his post post round interview, Oakmont is gonna it's gonna sit there. Like four shot lead going into Oakmont. Yeah, no, I last think round. Yeah, Oakmont was a challenge. Yeah, man, he hasn't bad though. He's fucking brilliant. Bo is a good lad. Yeah. See that? Like Bo has him. The one hole was it where he was like, was it fourteen? Oh, well, I think it was the tenth. Two boys were like, and he was just like, going hit the shot, like. Just. Hit a iron, hit a left, it'll come back down off the slope, done. There's some, there's, there's times in pro's career, and I keep on saying that in the podcast, about Macroy. Macroy kind of 
he's at that stage of career where he just needs someone to say yes. I think Shane needs someone just kind of say, Shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. trust it. No, shut the fuck up and trust it. Hit the ball. I think, I think your man is doing, doing the job. Like, I, I really do. Uh, tomorrow the tea times have been brought forward two hours. We're, we're in a, a bar called the Atlantic Bar, by the way, so apologies for the background music, but I think it adds to the ambiance. Um, two hours forward. I think that's a good thing for him. He's not sitting around until three, half three. I think that's a good thing. I think, obviously, the weather's not going to be great, so that's a good thing for Lowry as well, because the worst the weather... See, the worst the weather is, no one's going to shoot 63 but then he has to not shit the bed. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like he he, ha- he can't go out and have two or three double bogeys and brings everyone into it. Well, no one can, can go out and have two or three double bogeys. What do you mean, no one? But like, that's just bad golf. It is bad golf. But we've. It sounded like John there. It's just bad golf. Fundamentally bad golf. Fundamentally. He's not a good golfer. Actually, fundamentally, Shane Rowley is a very good golfer. So, please God now, I'll get my man on the old rosary and uh, light a candle for Shane tomorrow. Did you enjoy your afternoon in Poros? Of course I did. As I said to you, it was going to unfold like, go out in the morning, you follow a few groups, have a few points, then you go back out in the afternoon, follow a couple of groups, we had a great spot by the 60. Yeah. Oh, six screen, sorry. Six screen, yeah. yeah. We, we, saw all, we, all, we saw all the big. John Ram, Ricky. I do, I do, I do think uh, what I saw was uh, a massive distinction between the local golf fans and the American golf fans. So obviously, Americans have traveled over. It's in Ireland. It's great. And I think near us on the sixth screen, or back of the sixth screen, was... Um, an American group that were like, you know, you could see the girls with the nails on them. Rides, basically. Lads. And, you know, very fucking preppy. Preppy, kind of. And then behind, uh, it was just a little bit of a... A little bit of a note that I saw that behind them, I saw walking Paddy with his Keelings cooler bag that he got from Tesco for buying a couple of bags of strawberries. And he went and he sat down... And he had his fucking ham sandwich. And he took out, and I will never, ever forgive him for taking out a bag of potato roast chicken. If you are eating roast chicken crisps, you are a pervert. You are an absolute pervert. Why? It, it's a disgraceful flavour of crisps. And... Then, about five minutes later, a, a dad and his son came up beside us. Lovely, very nice people, but they were speaking Irish. And they were speaking Irish, inverted commas, because it was like, Kehe Sin, oh, Xander, oh, Xander, toss, wing, all in Xander. It's like, this is fucking primary skilled Irish mate just speak English go and get yourself a beer and forget about it what do you think? I thought they were speaking foreign so I didn't really understand <laughs> okay uh, good night from 
Atlantic bar. <laughs> As you can imagine, the next day we woke up, we had some sore heads. We were probably physically and emotionally not in the right place, but we got ourselves up um, with the wet gear on, ready to go out and watch the uh, the last day of the Open. Uh, we didn't do any recording midday because it was just too difficult and too wet. Um, so here's uh, a bit of a synopsis of our weekend uh, on the drive home. So Anthony, we are on the way home. Surprisingly, we were supposed to be staying up in Portrush tonight, but I think the uh, weather was the main dictator in us uh, coming back down. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, I wasn't confident in that weather. No, um, it, was a, it was a tough morning, I suppose, with the weather and our our fuzzy heads as well. Yeah, we we went a little bit hard last night. Yeah, and we uh, seen the sights of uh, Portrush. We saw the sights of Portrush. We saw Loyalist March. Um, we saw a few bars. Yeah, we saw Graham Storm. We were chatting, had a nice little chat with Graham Storm. Uh, he was absolutely bananas himself. Uh, but yeah, I suppose this morning, obviously, we went out to Port Rush. What a what a day! What a what a win for Shane Lowry. Yeah, yeah really good. Uh, and once again, I'd like to say that I tipped it there on Friday when we were driving up. Like if you get a, if you get a lead and then just the weather turned bad, you'd be able to close it out. Did you really believe he was going to win it though? Um, yes, I did. I did. I always thought he had. It. He had the talents. He has. He's obviously able to close out tournaments very well. He's gone wire to wire both times. It's this year, so it's all looking great for Shane Lowry. Do you have any words about the weather and how wet we were today? Well, the weather was fucking horrendous. Like, let's not be around a bush. Yeah. Like it was coming straight across us and it was just fucking lashing. So like Baltic as well. We were in the tented village and there was nowhere to go. Like it was just everywhere was full. You couldn't go. You're just standing there getting pissed on. So that wasn't pleasant. Um, and also another thing, that because it was so wet, there's nowhere to sit down. Nowhere to sit down. And very tough to watch golf. Obviously, it would be tough to play. I think the conditions the conditions really tested the golfers today. Um, obviously, to win, I would I would have thought Larry would have had to shoot under par probably, and he shot one over and he won. Um, the, the course kind of gave it back a little bit. None more so than to assert uh, JB Holmes, uh, 87. That is like unheard of. Yeah, it's pretty bad, aren't we? When it was when we were on the, we watched the last ten groups come through on the left of the 18th green, and uh, this the main scoreboard has the scores of everyone going through. Um, you know the the next people up on the tee coming up, and then when they finish out, they put up their scores up on the there was there was not there were some really poor scores like I think Justin Rose at a 79 Kuchar at a 78 but when when JB Holmes there was a gasp like when JB Holmes 87 went up um, he finished double bogey double bogey yeah and he had he, I think he had triple triple at some point as well so that was that was that was rough um, but how much do you reckon it cost him I just read there that uh, it cost him seven hundred thousand dollars. Jesus. Like going around the golf, like you know, obviously, without being, I suppose, without being ignorant about it, like to people, to to someone like him, that's not a huge amount of money. Because the amount of money he's won in his career, but it's still got a sting. Yeah. Um, 
another tweet that I just read there was that uh, I was surprised to hear that the Shane and the, his mates are actually coming back down to Dublin tonight. So Harrington has tweeted that 37 Dawson Street is where it's at tonight. Yeah. Would you be tempted? Oh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Why not? Uh, I, I just, at this stage, I just want to go home. Yeah. Get into a nice warm bed and just uh, sleep. That's fair. I, I never thought they'd stay up there, you know. Like, I was saying, like, the minute they finish, all the pros just be heading off. Like, you know, I don't even really want to hang around another night. But they're, they're probably there five nights at this stage. Yeah, I just thought with Shane that he would, um, like, the last put went in about 20 to 7 maybe about half six, 20 to seven. Uh, he's to do all the media, that probably takes an hour. He's having a few beers in the players' lounge. Um, there's people there, like you saw behind the green, Graham McDowell, his wife was there. Um, obviously, Shane's own wife and kids were there. The brother was there, the dad was there. Uh, Harrington was there, like, why not just get a quiet bar and sup away? Well, I think we mentioned earlier on that there was loyalist marches down the Sent to poor rush last night. That kind of says it as well. That's fair. Um, I, I, I think I'd say they want to get back. I'd say you don't know. They, they might be flying back and up, up and down, so it wouldn't be that much. I, I'd imagine if they're going to 37 tonight. Like we're we're on the road now on the way back. We've been driving for about what two and a half hours. Yeah, it seems like never ending. And we're we're what 60 60 kilometers from Dublin. Yeah. So like you know we've got another half an hour, 45 minutes to go. Uh, I'd imagine that if they're going down, they're either getting some sort of escort or they're they're flying down. Um, although the weather is fucking awful. Um, we finish on you know your thoughts for the weekend. Did you enjoy your your time at the Open? First, one of your first majors is it? That is my first major. Yeah, yeah. that's one off the, the list. The fact that Shane Lowry, uh, the fact that Shane Lowry was going to win it kind of kept me there. So I have to say, if Shane. Like if it would have been JB and Ho- JB Holmes versus maybe Dustin Johnson, and it's piss and rain. You'd have been out the gap earlier. I, I know it would have been. Yeah, I agree. I agree. hit the bricks, really. But no, it was amazing to see. Uh, I thought it very, I thought it was very good when we were we were down by the left hand side of the 18th green, and then when after Shane hit his tee shot, and no, even before that, even when he finished 17, hits hits his, and you can see all the crowds. Yeah. The, 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 the tricolours flying and then you just see everyone fucking legging it down the fair that was a good scene like to see him coming out and yeah it was very good do you want to notice as well before, sorry the, the, just before go we go they didn't announce the players coming in you yeah know, only they, they usually do that on um, on the 18th but no they didn't they didn't do it all day though I know they didn't do it all day but still yeah it's one of them things you, you would you have liked a big roar yeah, yeah. in terms of the organisation like from everything from you know, I know you weren't a massive fan of the campsite, but I thought for what it, it served its purpose for what it did. Um, but the the overall organisation, the overall atmosphere, the overall like you know, any highlights and lowlights that you want to discuss? Uh, I don't know. The highlight, well, it was well organised. You'd imagine it would be. Yeah. That size of an event, like getting us in and getting us out of the place was actually fantastic, wasn't it? Oh, like if this was their test to see if Port Rush can handle more. Yeah. Colours, I reckon. On that as well, though, I, from a spectator side of, side of things, um, I don't know, maybe I'm just used to current House, the K Club and all, they just seem to be a bit bigger where you can see a bit more golf. I thought 
or it just could have been more crowds at this one. I think yeah. 50,000 people at this on a day is, is tough to tough to kind of yeah. beat. Like I thought yesterday, us sitting behind the six was great, but the weather was also great yesterday. Yeah, weather was great yesterday, points are great. Like Any low lights? Um, yeah, trying to find a fucking campsite. Like. Yeah, that was tough to do. Fucking Northern Ireland, like, some of the people up there are just fucking... So you, I would have thought that the police would have been the PSNI would have been able to tell us where it was. And people were sending us the wrong directions. They were like, "Yeah, yeah you're going the right way. You're going the right way." Um, and it took us, I think it took us about an hour to actually fucking find the place. Um, okay. Not the, what else? Uh, Lolo obviously was the, um, the weather was tough today. The weather was tough today. Uh, can't say I can't say I do camping again for. Uh, weekend away like that with the lads. Maybe with my family it'd be a bit of crack but waking up uh, with a heavy head in a tent isn't the nicest. No, that's true. Okay. Cheers. Enjoyed it. So that's basically it. We had a great couple of days at the Open. The atmosphere throughout with the weekend was fantastic, especially on Sunday even though the weather was against us. Thanks to everyone for listening again. We'll try to revert to our normal format next time where we'll hopefully have John back with us and we'll also get to some questions that have been sent into us to chat about. Don't forget to follow us on our social media channels and let us know if you have anything you'd like to, us to discuss. We're going to leave you with the sounds from the Loyalist March we stumbled upon on Saturday evening in Portrush Town as well as our reaction to it at the end. Anto actually tweeted the RNA straight after but he's still waiting a response. What do you think? Can you fucking believe that? What was that? That was like uh, a loyalist march that was in the middle. Yeah. What a nonsense, yeah? What a fucking nonsense.